RTS podcast starts right now. It's been far too long since we have done this, and my God, does it feel just awkward to be back here, just stared at each other with these microphones in our faces. But guess what? You can't keep us down for too long. It's the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, episode 78, presented by GT Transport LLC, live here from the Pretty Polish Junkie Studios. It's Mark Meyerhoff and Mike Mueller back at it again, over a month removed I think the last time we were in here was before, at least before Knoxville. Right before I left for Knoxville. Absolutely it was. Good Lord. What happened? It was a long time ago, but man, time flew by. It feels like it was just yesterday we were in here with uh, Terry. Yesterday? That feels like it was forever ago. I know, man, but it, good to be back in here. Good to be on the mics. Good to be spitting out some you know, nonsense. So let's, uh, let's let her rip. Yeah, there's a lot of nonsense to talk about. Uh, a lot of things have happened since the last time that we were in here in, in the uh, Pretty Polish Junkie studios. But uh, yeah, man, uh, a lot to get to. The checkered flag has flown on the UMSS season for both the wings and the non-wings. It's, it's o- over. It's done. Right yes. to check. Yep. It's over. It's over. We got to get across all that wing and non-wing. North Dakota non-wing nationals. Holy smokes. What a weekend that was back at Labor Day. We'll get to that here in a little bit. And uh, on top of that, you had the our uh, presenting sponsor, GT Transport LLC. They had their hot shot challenge at the Rickard Memorial. Did anybody take the challenge? Well, that was like a couple of weeks ago, so you probably know, but in case you lived under a rock, we're here to give you all of the insight right here live on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Absolutely. It was uh, it was a lot of racing. A lot went down since last time we were on the mics, and it was great. A lot of great racing also. And competitive cars, different tracks. It was a blast. Here's the deal, folks. Let me cut it to you straight, and Mike will attest to this. So we last, for at least for the non-wing, it was like the middle of July right. that we raced, and then we had like five weeks off. Now, if we want to talk about the wings, and Mike was in full force with this because he had the Thunder Hill deal. Yep. Then you had some Cedar Lake shows in there. I think you had Eagle Valley was in there. Yeah, it was busy. I only got about two weeks off in that whole span there, and I spent it all in Knoxville. Yeah, I was going to say, then you went on a 10-day rager in Knoxville. I think you burned the place down. It was a lot of fun. So I think pretty sure they know your name in Knoxville, and your face might be up on a couple bars. This says, yeah. do not admit. I stapled one of my hero cards to the bar at uh, Slideways. Oh, yeah? Yep. Did they appreciate that? That was cool. It was fun. Didn't you dump, like, wasn't it Clint Gardner or something? Oh, yeah. Dumped them at Slideways. Spun <laughs> them right out. Anything else we need to know about Knoxville? How uh, was your Knoxville trip? Did it, you have fun? It was a blast. It was a blast. Ten days in Knoxville. Probably never do it again. <laughs> Definitely worth it, though. Just the experience to do it and go to all the, the different tracks. The different series. I mean, it's so low key for the 360 Nationals, and it picks up every day down there. But um, a ton of fun. Been there for probably like five, six years in a row now for the 410 Nationals. First time for the 360s, the Capitani, the Front Row Challenge. Had that day off. Went to Millbridge. Watched a bunch of you know NASCAR kids race their go karts and whatnot. And it was a blast, man. It was. Uh, it was definitely an experience. No, I can only imagine. I think the tentative plan, I don't know if I would have done the 10 days, but I know that we had talked about uh, me and Taylor going down there because it would have been the 61st Knoxville Nationals on Taylor's 31st birthday, but right. just didn't pan out this year. Nope. So unfortunately, we didn't go. But I mean, if you're talking about 360 Nationals and you said it's pretty low key, I, I didn't get a chance to watch them just because we, you know, we were doing our own thing here back at home. While you were down there, you know, destroying Knoxville with Brian Roach <laughs> and everything. So I didn't get to watch much of the 360 Nationals, but 
uh, if you're talking about comparison, obviously the spectacle of a four ten Knoxville Nationals is 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 just amazing in itself. But if right. you're talking about the racing, would you say that the racing might have been a little more competitive in the three sixties than it is the four tens? Uh, the racing was just as good. They only invert six in the heat races for the three sixties, so the faster cars do get to the front quicker than inverting eight for the four ten nationals. But man, anytime there's sprint cars on the track, it's always competitive. It's always badass. So it was super cool. The track was a little bit tacky, too tacky, so it was too fast. So if you drew a good pill in qualifying, you were you, you know you killed it. But then you couldn't make up the ground in the heat races. So overall, man, it was an experience for the three sixties and. Man, just great racing. And then, you know, to cap it off that Sunday at the Capitani Classic, they had 84, I believe it was, 410 cars for a one-day show. So that's pretty damn wild, and that didn't disappoint as well. Right on, man. And I'm pretty sure if anybody was watching the uh, feed, was it on uh, Flow that night or was it on Dirty Vision? Oscaluska was on Flow for the Front Row Challenge. First time there. You may or may not have seen two UMSS faithfuls somehow... In victory lane, standing under the American flag, one wearing his RTS, RTS gear, loud and proud, and the other one just rocking it like an Indian outlaw. Yeah, we, we just walked up there to watch National Anthem, and it was, uh, next thing you know, we're front row dead center, so it was pretty cool. Um, super cool track. Terry McCarl promotes front row challenge. Kyle Larson picked up the win, and that was awesome. Parked right in the middle. They call that place a party where a race breaks out. And um, my first time there, absolutely, that's what it was. The infield was a huge party. KCP Racing, that is Geo Selzy Racing, their car. They had a bunch of flatbed trailers in there, a band up there, karaoke, a huge beanbag tournament. It was like nothing I've ever saw. And, you know, big props to Slideways there in Knoxville. We took the Slideways bus down there for the front row challenge, and that was a blast. Just too much fun, and uh, I can't wait to go back. I would definitely do that next year. Man, you're just you're just having too much fun for you know for at least four people. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My liver needs a liver after that weekend. So your liver needs a liver. That that liver needs a transplant. That may need a blood transfusion and something amputated off of it. Maybe like a quarter panel or something. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I'm still still recovering from Knoxville. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll be better by Halloween. Well, that's good. Yeah. You want to make sure you're uh, primed and ready to be handing out uh, candies to the trick-or-treaters. Absolutely, man. Thicker just... than a snicker. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of snickers are you eating? Oh, peanuts. Now that race scene's over, I can have snickers. <laughs> What you, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Halloween's right around the corner, man. What do you what do you fancy? Hands down, the Kit Kat, and then I put them in the fridge or an almond joy. Oh my how do you live? Amazingly. No. <laughs> absolutely not. I don't know. I don't like that's about it, man. The Kit Kat's my definitely my favorite. That was my dad's favorite, so that was the only thing around the house. So if you could steal one stick, give me half of that Kit Kat part. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know my mom liked the almond joy so whenever i could find some of those i'd always just eat the chocolate and the coconut not the almond but now that i've grown up i like peanuts and almonds so now i can eat it all in one bite the hell is wrong with you i don't know man a little <laughs> bit of everything <laughs> Sit there. It's kind of weird. man i love me some almond joys who says that <laughs> who freaking says that the ceo of almond joy and that's about it god <laughs> i mean call me original but i mean you can't go wrong with the reese's i no, mean I, I do like reese's i know that's your favorite but yeah i mean taylor was looking for some at the store and all they had was pumpkin shaped ones and i can honestly tell you these are not in the shape of pumpkin <laughs> I do like the Reese's fast break when they came out with that. That was good. What the? Just no. You go with the OG, man. I like change. 
No, keep it original. You're old school. I'm like, throw some crunch in there. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's like Taylor's shoe. You know, like, we don't get many trick-or-treaters around here in the old uh, mean streets of Schaefer. So <laughs> we uh, we usually go down to our friends. Uh, you might know him, uh, the Dink. He lives in uh, Wyoming. And uh, they live in a big neighborhood full of a lot of kids and whatnot. It's just cool to go watch uh, uh, the kids go trick-or-treating and whatnot. Plus, Joey and Caitlin bring their daughter over and everything. It's a good time. Kids dress up, and we go with them. You can bring a couple uh, roadies with you while you're walking, and it's just a one big neighborhood party. I mean, and I'm telling you, man, these this neighborhood goes balls to the wall. I mean, literally, it's like Halloween setups everywhere. Really? But the cool one, there's a couple of cool ones where, like, you walk through, and then all of a sudden the kids have to go to the left. And then the parents go to the right. So the kids go to the left and they get the candy. You go to the right and they're handing out shots. Really? Oh, dude, it was the best. I got to find some kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. I just tagged along with them. <laughs> I need kids and a dog. That would probably work out good for you. That would be good. Probably would work out good. Halloween right around the corner. What are yeah. you going dr- to dress up as? Me? Yeah, you. Well, actually, <laughs> funny story. Pat Donahue was telling me over this weekend he dressed up as a DVD one time. A DVD. Or a v- uh, VHS. A VHS. VHS. Yeah, which a lot of these people that listen to that might not know what that is. <laughs> so that was before DVDs, but he dressed up Please as Please be that, kind and, and rewind. Uh, it's, uh, it, was, it was a really funny story, so... Maybe I'll see if uh, see if he's still got that laying around where that this year. There you go. There you go. Going as a VHS tape. Be kind. Rewind. <laughs> okay, Blockbuster. <laughs> you know there's still one of those open? That's what I heard. Yeah, it's like somewhere on like Oregon. Damn. Yeah, there's like a whole... Have you haven't seen the... Have you seen the documentary? No. I think it's on Netflix. It's actually pretty cool. Is it? Yeah, it's like people legit still go there just because of nostalgia. Like they were saying that they have people that literally like go on vacation out in that area will divert to go to this blockbuster. I suppose. Rent something just for the nostalgia aspect aspect of it. And then literally they will go home and then they airmail the DVD back. It's a little different than the drop blocks. Well, <laughs> that's the airdrop box. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. UPS overnight. So you don't get that late fee. <laughs> yeah. I remember them late fees. Oh my gosh. You know what was even better is like once Blockbuster like started going out of business. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've still got your wallet from like your junior year of high school. And you're just like, you know what? This thing's pretty beat up. I should probably get rid of it. Order one off of Amazon because I picked this one up at Walmart back in 07. Right. And all of a sudden, you're just rifling through it. You find all these business cards you have no need for. And what's right there? The old blockbuster honorary customer card. Yeah. Mine was in my wallet. And the other in the same pocket was my subway card. We used to get the six-inch subway tickets and put it on the like the punch card. So you're a consistent subway punch card holder. Right there in Wyoming, Minnesota. <laughs> Liquor store, subway, blockbuster. Get, do the trifecta. Head on home. I mean, okay, you're telling if you weren't... Okay, so now we're probably talking early 20s. Yeah. You know, because clearly liquor store was involved there. 21. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you always see those memes everywhere. They're like, man, there was nothing better than a Saturday night. You get a bag of Doritos, a six-pack of Surge, blockbuster video game. <laughs> Surge. <laughs> Never. No, never. Never, ever, oh, the ever. Good old days. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's your blockbuster uh, hot topic uh, fact of the day. Yeah, if you had that on your bingo daughter, spin the cap off. Yeah, after being a month <laughs> plus away and we're sitting here bullshitting about blockbuster. Oh, man. Too much fun. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anything else before we uh, dive into things? Like I said, uh, 
like, oh, I, I totally got diverted here. What I was going to say, it finally come back to me after our blockbuster tangent. Right. It's not for a lack of not wanting to do this. It's just, and I, I think anybody else can attest to this. It's just, there's no time. No, we've been completely swamped since, I mean, the time off flew by. Oh, yeah. And then Knoxville happened. I got sick after that. Still recovering. And yeah. then, man, traditional challenge. What did we do? North Dakota. Came well, back were- for the Ricker. And now the 100. It's like we put together, I don't know, 17 races in about oh, 18 days, it feels like. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just and then swamped. with that five-week stretch that we had off, I mean, guys, I'm sure you all can attest to this. If you're married, engaged, got a girlfriend, even maybe vice versa. All of a sudden, I had five weeks off, and I all of a sudden it was. Here's the honey do list. Oh yeah, I had to remodel the whole damn bathroom. I see that it looks nice. I mean, my God, turned out great. You're just a typical Dal Borland over there. No, I like to say that I'm more of like a uh, uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. There you go. You know, it's the Benford uh, Five Thousand. You know, it only came with about. 250 horse, and I found a way to double that bad boy up to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, we are back. RTS is back. Uh, the plan here, uh, we got a lot of big plans. I mean, we're kicking it off tonight. Uh, it's basically just going to be a Renegade Racing recap episode. We're going to run down. I know there's a lot of other things, like we had Jackson, a traditional challenge that happened in that period of time, but we're only going to turn the clock back as far as North Dakota non-wing nationals over Labor Day. Absolutely. Let's do it, dude. It's the Renegade Racing Recap presented by TCB Speed North. Get a hold of Rob Cahoe Jr. and he'll hook you up with all of your accessories and part needs that you would need for anything that's got four wheels, goes fast, turns left, right, straight, backwards, you name it, does a 360 in the air with a McTwisty flip. Rob will give you the hookup. Yes, he will. I'll be getting uh, looking for an aluminum drive shaft. <laughs> so, Rob, if you're listening... Please look the price up on that and get back to me. TCB Speed North. Head on over there. Rob K.O. Jr. Renegade Racing Recap. Let's turn the clocks back. Labor Day weekend. My God, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. No, it doesn't. feels like we're uh, still driving back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. First of all, had to make a pit stop in Ham Lake to pick up Sweet Sauce Cody T. Emmons, driver of 33C Superstock. Mm-hmm. So he tagged along the trip, had a lot of fun with him. Felt really bad because we all thought the first night that when we were in Grand Forks for uh, River Cities, we thought we all had rooms that had two beds in it oh yeah yeah no just one. Ooh, cody was uh gracious enough to where we uh there was like a chair in there with a little ottoman and i went down there got like three pads from or like three padded blankets from the receptionist stacked those all on there cody said it actually wasn't that bad not bad at all that works no not bad at all so uh yeah shout out to cody for tagging along on the trip i know he had a lot of fun it was a fun trip out there but yeah you know it's only four and a half five hours to grand forks you know just a just a hop skip away yeah so river cities for night one the night before the nationals you've yeah. never been there never been that was my first time there first time there friday night river city speedway 21 cars a little a few guys held back the reins you know may have been just to driving distance or you know just like i said a track and be a car eater sometimes first time i was over there i watched miles flip his wiener off going into turn one that's right so you know like i said crazier things have happened they hung a sprint car up in the fence of turn one there too in the world outlaws race yep crazy place is crazy man if you never caught that race at river city speedway i highly highly recommend it 
Uh, the night before the Nationals, your heat race winners were Rob Cahoe Jr., Adam Sobolik, and Brad Cunningham. But when it came time to write the big check, our guy over here across the way from me in the light speed equipment, reaction time sports, number 87, Mike Mueller just hammering the bottom, making love to those infield tractor tires, bringing home the checkered flag with Nick Taranko chasing him down, along with Rob K.O. Jr., Chris Lewis, and Lucas Logue. Mike, I know you got your uh, two cents in in victory lane, but what would you like to tell the people about your win out at River City Speedway? Uh, pretty cool just to even go to that track. You know, I've <clears throat> watched it for a long time. It's a historic, you know, sprint car track and whatnot, so it was super cool just to be there. I've never seen a track where the straightaway is lower than the corners with the banking. So that was super cool. And then just having, you know, just going to a sprint car track like we've talked about before, having enough push trucks, everything organized for sprint cars. It just everything flows so much better. So very professional. Yeah, very professional. Super cool. We had pretty dang good parking spots. Um, Watch, you know, the 410 feature there was nuts, man. When them 410s hit the flag stand, they just picked up speed. It was so cool. That's nuts. But uh, super cool. Glad we were there. You know, really, really cool to pick up the win, honestly. Did not think I had the car to win, but uh, we held on and a lot of late race cautions there. So we were checked out earlier in the race. So it, it was just, I don't know, it was a, a good start to the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Heck of a start of the weekend for you. Uh, if River Cities was ever on the schedule, regardless if it's a just an overall renegade racing, it doesn't matter who's doing the who's doing it. Would you go back? Yeah, I would definitely go back. It just needs to be the, at least three days again just to make it worth you right. know, the, the John out there, and yep. whatnot. But um, super cool place. No, absolutely. Like I said, people, if you have not had a chance to go to River City Speedway, highly recommend it. Like Mike said, very professional track and everything. Uh, the racing does not, uh, it doesn't uh, lack anything of interest there. And plus, you know what the cool thing is? Is they broadcast it on like their own TV network. Yeah. Mid- I think it's like Midco Sportsnet or something. It's like full blown. Yeah. I looked, mean, they take it seriously. Yeah. Looked really cool. And uh, the highlights I seen were pretty badass. Absolutely. Well, then uh, the uh, the night proceeded on. I think Mike and uh, Frank went over to have some cockatoos over at the Kirchner trailer. And God only knows what happened there. I went back to the hotel and got a nice, nice rest and got ready to go to Devil's Lake for night two while you stayed out and partied. Well, yeah, we had to celebrate the win, Mark. You know how it's done. Well, we celebrate you- a top 20. <laughs> 21st we're still going out yeah. <laughs> just to see what everyone else is doing yeah might as well what's up guys how'd it go uh would then we make the uh additional what would you say hour and a half west yeah something like that track down old highway two yeah nice uh i don't know what would you call it scenic view the whole way no trees yeah not one very little trees a lot of farming a lot of farms a lot of tractors yep um maybe a cow Definitely cows. Uh, maybe saw a horse. Sunflower seeds. Yep, saw those too. So sunflower. So how'd you is? see seeds? Well, I mean, how good are them gas- glasses you got on? They're new. All right, well, apparently you got really good vision. <laughs> Made the hour and a half trek west to Devil's Lake Speedway for night one of the official North Dakota non-wing nationals. Thirty-four cars made the call. Heat race winners on Saturday night, John Luer, Nick DeRocco, Jory Hughes, and Jeremy Lizakowski picking up your heat race wins. And then because of the way the format was, we ran two, not one, two features. Nick DeRocco, Chris Lewis, Adam Sobleck, Rob K.O. Jr., and Steve Nordrum, Nordrum were your top five in feature one. DeRocco picking up the win. Feature two, hmm, 
He made it two for two on the weekend. My goodness, Mike Mueller picking up the win. Ken Roan coming home second. Jeremy Lizkowski coming home third. Jeff Pellersells, race doc. Giving a shout out to the giving a shout out to the foot and ankle guy. Absolutely. Coming home fourth and our very own Redondo Beach, California skate park enthusiast, Jory Hughes, bringing it home fifth. Uh Duraco obviously been lights out all year. Mm-hmm. Um we knew that he was going to be uh, someone to deal with, even regardless of where we go. Um, they had a very good, strong showing, obviously, uh, picking up a feature win Saturday night, finishing second to you the night before. And then uh, you kept up your uh, role of uh, winning out of state. I don't even think you picked up a win in Minnesota this year, did you? I have not. Wow. So just totally went to Wisconsin, skipped, and then went to North Dakota. Nice work. Yep. Uh, so you end up winning feature number two yet again. I don't think your GPS was broke during that race either. I think uh, the tractor tires got to know you very well in that race as well uh your thoughts on your uh feature win there mike man devil's lake was pretty wild um i was a little puzzled with gearing on what to do because the bottom was so small and the top was so big you ran up top it was like a super speedway you ran down on the bottom it wasn't it didn't seem like it was much bigger than grand fork so that first feature that uh the eight car won he was super fast and that was uh that was a high side hustle race and top kind of faded away for our feature and I did what I normally did, just kind of searched around, and nothing was working. Went down to the bottom and just started making some hay and moving myself forward. So it was uh, just a super cool, fun, racy track. Passed Ken there, I think, with two to go for the win and held on to go two for two on the weekend. And uh, cool victory lane. He kind of drove off the track down the backstretch, drove through the cornfield, then drove up into the stands, basically. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Started seventh in the feature. Never thought I I was going to pick up the win just because of the way the track was in the first race, but made some changes and me and Frank found a good setup and the car was fast, man. I, I was, uh, I was pretty, pretty damn happy. Absolutely, man. No, that, that was, uh, for sure. Definitely one of the, uh, probably, probably was the race of the weekend just because like you said, from seventh, uh, I had passed, you know, a lot of cars in that race. Ken made it pretty much making it look like he had in the bag there for a while. Yeah. He was checked out for a little bit. And uh, no, it turned into a good race coming down to the uh, the last couple laps there. I know uh, Miles was jumping out of his seat. I you know we were. I think I was standing next to somebody that it must have been with Ken and Chris because literally I'm like, come on, Mikey, come on, get him, get him. They're like, shut up, shut up, no, no, no. Who are you rooting for? I'm like the guy in second. They're like, who are you rooting for? The guy at first. I was like, break it on. <laughs> nice. So no, it was a lot of fun, and that was kind of the cool part because Johnny was in feature one, right. Um, so being able to go out there, you know, like when Johnny races, I'm usually focused on Johnny. Yep. Um, you know, I'll take my eyes off of him for a couple seconds. I'll check on to see how you're doing. You know, I'll see where Scotty's at or whoever else, see what's going on up front, you know, depending on we are in the race or you or whoever else. And then I'm just focused on Johnny. I thought that was pretty cool. And obviously we had to do it because of the amount of cars that were there. Um, but being able to just go out there and and just, you know, watch, you, you know, watch the race, you know, and just knowing that we were done, we did our job, and then go out there and just watch buddies. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, obviously, that's never going to be a normal thing. Right. But it was just, it was enjoyable just from my standpoint. Absolutely. The format was basically like how the Knoxville Nationals do it, except they kind of expanded or kind of did it all in one day where you got, you know, like your Wednesday night field and your Thursday night field. They just did split it up. So it was a super cool format. I like the qualifying. I like the invert. So gave it, you know, other people a chance to start up front and, you know, possibly steal a win. 
it was uh it was a blast man and just a super racy fun little track that night absolutely well that was night one of the nationals at devil's lake night two sunday night championship night like mike just hit on with the uh, format for the whole deal uh they took the top 12 from the points accumulated with your qualifying effort your heat race and your future result yep so they took them top 12 and they split them up six and six into two separate dashes uh, your dash race winners were Nick DiRocco and Ken Roan. These guys have been fast all weekend. Uh, they took home the dash race is what it, uh, resulted in. I uh, believe if don't quote me, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. DiRocco starting on the pole, Ken Roan starting second. Yep. Uh, for guys that didn't make the transfer, they ran the heat races, two heats taking the top or top four. I got to get better notes or I need to learn how to read my own handwriting. (laughs) You Uh, should ask the format king. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Mike, where you at here? Why are you leaving me hanging, buddy? Uh, So they had two heat races taking the top four. The winners of those heat races, Steve Nordrum and our guy from across the border, Eric Gayat. Yeah, Eric had a a good stellar run Saturday. Absolutely, man, dude. I just I love talking to Eric. Just because be- you guys probably talk about the Blackhawks. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah, that. So there's mutual interest there, but you know, it's just something you know, like for everybody, like you know, you, we go down south. People are like, "Oh, he's got that Minnesota accent." Like a southern right. accent. It's just something just intriguing about a Canadian accent. Did he tell you he does his own podcast as well? Yes, he does. Yeah, and he also says that he listens to our podcast while he's in the in the uh, hot tub. <laughs> He did say that. <laughs> I didn't know how to take it. I, you know, I kind of took it as a compliment because you know how Michelle said earlier in the year that they, they would listen to us to put them to sleep. Well, if that happened to Eric, he'd drown. <laughs> <laughs> so it must have been, we just must be relaxing enough to where you can just sit back in the hot tub. I bet he probably grabbed, uh, what, what do they drink up there? For bad blue. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turned on the Blackhawks game and just got RTS on the background. Perfect. Ton deal. Um, so then we move on to feature time. There was the non-qualifier feature, which uh, I thought this was pretty cool. And this is where I got. So this the finishing order, Dennis Knutson, Knutson, K-N-U-T. Yep. Picks up the win. First ever win in a sprint car. Love seeing that stuff. Happen, yeah, man. yeah, that's uh, some of the best parts of racing. Just seeing somebody pick up their first win and just their emotion. Absolutely. Dustin La- Dusty Lawson second, who had the pleasure of talking to him for a little bit uh, when we were there. Um, big Packer backer. Bummer. Got the best of the Bears this weekend. So uh, here you go, Dusty. You're up one nothing on me. And then uh, Matt Knudsen. K-N-U-D-S-O-N. No relation coming home third. Chad Wolf fourth. Tyler Wass fifth. Then it came down to the big race for all the marbles. Who's going to be the inaugural North Dakota non-wing champion? Would it be Mike Mueller? Would it be Rob K. O. Jr.? How about Chris Lewis? Johnny Luer? Camp Schaefer? Not even there. Still has a chance. <laughs> Nick Duranco is your inaugural North Dakota non-wing nationals champion. Ken Roan coming home second, Chris Lewis third, Rob Cahoe Jr. in fourth, Brandon Palm up 10 spots to round out your top five. Uh, I think the 87 and the 69 team were kind of on the same uh, attack plan. Yeah. And it did not work. Not at all. Uh, the top uh, never went away like we were all anticipating. It took rubber and it was game over from there. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a different track on the Sunday portion for the the big race there, and um, 
we we just set up differently, kind of thinking what it was going to happen would happen on Saturday, and it did not pan out, and ended up getting a flat tire about halfway through, so I had to pull off. But overall, man, that race was it was cool. It was cool to watch from the infield because it is the track is so cool and it's so racy and it's so wide. And then j- just seeing the end of the feature there from the infield, man, we are fast there. Oh, yeah. That place is just nuts. So super cool track. It was a great race. Um, Duranco picking up the win. He was fast all weekend, and uh, he put the eight car in victory lane. No, absolutely. Hats off to Nick Duranco, his team, for a stellar Labor Day weekend altogether, being the inaugural North Dakota non-wing nationals champions. And I got to give a tip of the cap and a big shout out to Miles Tomlinson, the El Presidente, the janitor of the Western Renegade non-wing sprint car series for putting all of that together. He worked his rear end off. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, and I know he's going to listen to this and I know he's heard it from everybody that weekend and I'm going to put the final touches on it, buddy. You kicked ass. You pulled it off. You've definitely got something going here. I can't wait for year two. Absolutely, man. You did a great job. And I I know every time I came over and talked to him, he's like, I know I'm going to say this a million times, but thanks for coming in. Very you know, appreciative. Yeah, but uh big thank you to for putting on the show, you know, sticking out your neck out. And I mean, I know it's not easy, you know, not putting down the helmet and not even racing at your own show. So right. he did. Uh, he did a great job. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the format was cool can improve on a couple things next year and it'll, oh, yeah. it'll be even better. So absolutely. Um, definitely keep up the good work and we'll be back. No, absolutely, man. It's a heck of a job, miles and Sam yep. and everybody out there that put the whole thing together. Awesome job. Like we said, can't wait for year two. We'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. And big shout out to everybody that came up and talked to me and Mark told yeah, us that thank they're fans you. of the show. So absolutely. They, and a lot of people that I talked to us like, man, I feel like I've known you for years just because, you know, they <laughs> listen to it and whatnot. So we do appreciate that. And we do appreciate all the listens. And yeah, anytime anybody sees us come up, say hi, whatnot. Usually Mark's got some shirts and stickers and all that stuff. So just uh, everything you guys do helps us. And so we really appreciate it. Yeah, no, just like Mike said, it was awesome to meet a bunch of people all west that weekend. The reception that we got out there when you're talking about not even being back here in Minnesota or Wisconsin. Exactly. You're seven, eight hours west. Um, you know, Miles has been a big supporter of us. The racers out there have been big supporters of us. But yeah, the reception we got out there was just awesome, man. Like it it blew me back a little bit. Absolutely. I agree with you. It was uh, it, it was different, you know, so it was uh, it was definitely humbling. So thanks a lot, guys. No, thank you, guys. Thank you, Miles. Thank you to everybody out that way. Cannot wait for year two of the North Dakota non-wing nationals. We're going to take a quick break here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. On the other side, we're going to continue the Renegade Racing Recap presented by TCB Speed North. we got to get caught up on the Rickett Memorial plus the GT Hotshot Transport. That's a lot. Try saying that five times over. The GT Transport LLC Hotshot Challenge as well with the Rickett Memorial plus the Mac Daddy of them all, the Urban Legendary 100. That's Cedar Lake Speedway last weekend. It's been Mark and Mike here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Quick break. We'll be right back after this. This is John Luer, driver of the 69S traditional sprint car. When I'm out in the shop, tuning on Foxy Roxy, touching her bells and buttons, I listen to the RTS Podcast. We're 
back quicker than Mike Mueller running the top at Cedar Lake Speedway. It's the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, episode 78, presented by GT Transport LLC here in the pretty polished junkie studios. We're not even halfway. We are not. Just think if we would have went back all Farther. the way. Yeah. This has been like a three-hour episode. It would have been a long time. It's just too, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, folks, trust me. I mean, we all know they put the post out there. You can go find them on UMSS, WRSS, NRSS, Lars. Go wherever. You'll get you get all the you get all the highlights. We just haven't had a chance to talk about it. A lot of stuff happened from you got a driver's point of view, crew chief's point of view. I can get Taylor's point of view in here. Do we need to go get T Swizzle homie? What really happens in turn four? At any track. <laughs> who am I with? <laughs> Give me a scenario. Turn four, what track and with who? Cedar Lake Speedway. Okay. Non-wing cars. Okay. Start of the race. Start of the feature? Yeah. In turn four? Yeah. Like, okay, hang on. Am I a spectator or am I a driver? Spectator. Oh. Non-wings. For some reason, I'm not in the pits. So that's an odd situation. Maybe I got fired. This is very odd. Why am I not back in the pits? I don't know. Just think you're up you're up in the bar on the back stretch where we normally stand there and watch races, having a cocktail with Frank, watching the races, going in the turn four. What are you thinking? I'm think okay. Hang on. I need more scenarios here. Who's on the pole? Sprint car. Who? I don't know. Let's just say your dude's starting eighth. Johnny? Yeah. Johnny's starting eighth. Did I put the setup in the car? Yeah. So I'm already, I've already mailed it in. Yep. I'm on the back. Frank's mailed it in. <laughs> where are you starting? <laughs> Farther back. <laughs> that's, that's where I always start. In the tail. So we've both mailed it in already to the point to where we have no faith in either one of our drivers. More than likely, I'm like backseat of the bus on the outside. I can't even get a good start. I'm thinking this will be the one time that... Mike's going to drive it all the way to the front and Johnny's going to go from eighth to first in like five laps. And I've already chugged three beers on a backstretch because I'm with Frank. And now I'm going to have to stumble my ass back into the pit area, hiding two full Coors lattes, run down to victory lane, stone cold them right over Johnny and victory lane. <laughs> have Brad be really, really mad at me over the PA system Get escorted out of Cedar Lake, put in the back of a Marge's bus, get taken to whatever regional hair care tire salon and airport jails in New Richmond, Wisconsin, <laughs> and ask to be asked for bail money. Jesus, that's not at all what I was expecting for an answer. Well, you already nailed it on the head when you said, I'm with Frank. <laughs> Anything is possible. So... <laughs> That you were wondering, I give you an answer. Oh man! So yeah, turn four, Cedar Lake. I was expecting to be like turn four, Cedar Lake, mechanical bowl, Matt bowl, chili bowl, cereal bowl. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Beeler's running tires. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right, back on course here. We're going to continue the Renegade Racing recap presented by TCB Speed North. We get done with Labor Day weekend, and all of a sudden, the Northern Renegades are like, hey, we want to race. September 8th, the wings for the Northern Renegades at Superior Gondic Law Speedway. Man, that place is a fun little joint, too. That's a cool place. Fun joint. Fog sets in. A lot of do on the track. That red clay. She tack up. It is a fun, fun place. Jamie Oxton bringing home the win. Ken Rome, this guy, he's everywhere. 
He is, man. He's like the Iron Man. Iron Man up there in the Iron Range. Guy's racing everywhere, wing, non-wing, and he gets it done, too. Picks up a lot of wins. Cool, Super cool dude, too. Oh, yeah. No, Ken's good shit. He comes home second, and then, man, you better get the gravy. Biscuits. <laughs> John Breitenfeld bringing it home third. I believe that was probably his best career finish in a wing sprint car or anything sprint car related. Yeah, best finish. He picked up a fifth place at Eagle Valley earlier this year in the non-wing car, and he redrew the 8 out of 8 at Superior, so he's got that going on for him. That's typical. So he's like, I think I got some of your bad luck because I drove his car up there last year for the Northern Nationals, and we redrew 8 out of 8. So 8th um, to 3rd for him, Superior, he likes that place, man. I think he's been there m- more. He's been there besides Cedar Lake to every other track the most. So um, he did really good, man. Super proud of him, and uh, he's definitely ter- getting the wing car figured out and getting better. Old Team Biscuits yep. putting it on the podium. Chunky Biscuits. Absolutely. Frank. <laughs> God. Uh, but shout out to Jamie Oxen, man. Like, this little last stretch of the year. He turned it around. He turned it up. Yep. And Jamie, Jamie's won 360 races at Cedar Lake before. Very great racer. He's I think he's ran third at Jackson before. He's done a very good job. And uh, the end of the year, they got the motor problems figured out, and he's running up front, and he did. he's been doing great. Absolutely. Huge shout out to Jamie as well. Uh, We move over to September 10th and 11th. The Western Renegades and the Northern Renegades decided to collide together at Buffalo River Speedway for two nights. Night one. uh, Here he is again. Ken Roan picking up the win on night one and then uh, picking up his first ever sprint car win on night two. Zach Olson. So two different winners and two nights at Buffalo River Speedways for the Western Renegade and Northern Renegade Sprint Car Series. And while they were playing up there, I don't even know where Buffalo River Speedway is. It's got to be God's country up there. You know where that is? You ever heard of it? I do not know. Is it Glendon? That's where it's at. That's all coming. It's all the pieces. It's all up there. The pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. Yeah. Sounds like a cool place. Never been there. I have to check it out. While they were playing up in God's country, the UMSS was at Cedar Lake Speedway for the Rickard Memorial, but more importantly, it was the GT Transport Hot Shot Challenge 3000. Let me repeat that number. $3,000 of Terry and Rachel's money on the line. Yeah, super cool what they did. I don't even know what to say. I wish somebody would have won it. Well, they took the top six. Yep. You were not in the top six. Seven. Johnny was not in the top six. Tenth. Because if Johnny would have been in it, we wasn't going to be taking it. I think I was taking it, too. Well, nothing to lose. No. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose at all. Two guys. Two guys took it. We may know them. Scotty Brandt, Cam Shaver. They take the challenge. Yes, they do. Going to the back of the bus for the chance of three grand, and I don't know why you wouldn't. No. I mean, everybody got 100 points for showing up. Yep. Done deal. Ron told me to give him 4000 I said, no, 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 we'll just give him one. Yeah, and the track was extremely racy. It was definitely doable, and especially with the competition caution that came out on the wrong lap. It was uh, it was pretty, I don't know, it was cool. It was fun. Sometimes it's hard to count, Mike. It is. We only have 10, we only have 10 fingers. Yep. But maybe they need to use their toes. I don't Speaking know. of that, I just met somebody that used to have six, and then they six. got to cut off what? fingers, yeah. and he showed me today. At your work? Yep. Okay, that right there does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is possible at your work location. Yes. I won't name names. Might be on the side of Mike's car. You figure it out. 
So Scotty Brandt, Cam Schaefer take the challenge. Cam drives it all the way to third. Yeah, he does. Heck of a run. Yep. Heck of a run. Now, Cam has won this deal before. Not for three grand. It was for a grand. Yep. But he did come in the back of the bus. He has won this hot shot challenge before. Comes up two places short. I give Scott a lot of credit for taking the challenge as well. Um, Drives it all the way up to eighth. Like I said, I wish more people would have did it. Wish I would have got the chance because it would have been fun. I've been starting in the back all year, so I kind of know what it feels like. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> you're, you, you've front. already got the navigation set. Exactly. You're ready to rip. The GPS is set. Bottom, hashtag front. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a GPS, you can set it to be like, you, you've already got a preset for home, yep. work, favorite restaurant, favorite watering hole. <laughs> <laughs> What's mindset? Infield tractor tire. Yep. <laughs> Turns one, two, three, and four. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Scott and Cam, they come up a little short. Kudos to them guys for taking the challenge. Uh, and then really cool what Terry and Rachel did. They took that three grand since nobody, nobody won the challenge through the first, uh, one or first uh, three weeks. There you go. Thank you. Nobody won it. So they took everybody who made all three races. So I ended up being 10 years and everybody got 300 additional 300 bucks. Yeah. Super. I mean, just a huge shout out to Terry, Rachel. Everybody at GT Transport, the whole family. It's your, uh, Were you going to say Gary? I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I thought it was Gary and not Terry. But <laughs> thought about it. I'm just kidding, dude. No, thanks a lot to both you guys. I mean, we really appreciate it. Every, I mean, it's people like that that help everybody out that help us get up and down the road. So we, uh, it's just, it's just badass what they did. Wish somebody would have won it because it would have been cool to see somebody get three grand. More than likely, we're not going to race for that much money again until next year if it's still available for the challenge. So I don't know. It's time to go. Absolutely. No, the bingo check was ready, and it will remain blank. Yes, it will. For one more year. Uh, Nick DeRocco continues his winning ways, picking up the win with the Upper Midwest Sprint Car Series at the Ricker Memorial slash GT Transport Hot Shot Challenge. Man, Nick on a roll. He just cannot be stopped. And then we get down to the last weekend of the year for two series. One more series. One series has one more race to go. Yep. We'll hit on that here in a minute. September 16th, the Western Renegades make their final trip of the season to River City Speedway to cap off the 2022 season. And I tell you what, this kid, he's going places, man. Going places. Adam Sobolek picking up the win to cap off the year with the Western Renegades. Old Miles Tomlinson getting back behind the wheel one last time before the end of 2022 brings it home second. And Doug McCambridge bringing it home third. The guys out there, man, I don't think they lost that many races due to weather. They Those guys hit it hard out there. Adam had a kick-ass year with the Western Renegades. He yes. had some good runs when he came down with us. Um, rumor has it is that they're looking to put something together to run with Power Eye in the Wind Series next year. Nice. Uh, that's the rumor. That's what I've seen posted. Uh, his dad, Paul, awesome guy. I've gotten to know him over the last couple months with them guys coming to Cedar Lake and us going out west. Great people. Um, let's what it looks like. What's going to be happening, man? It looks like they're going to go uh, go venture out that way a little bit. I think they still said they're going to run with the Western Renegades, but they want to put something together and uh, keep moving Adam up through the ranks. Yeah, that's awesome. I also met them last, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks. Like you said, yeah, super nice people and kids fast, man. Watching him there at Devil's Lake, he uh, he knows how to get around that track, and he did a hell of a job. No, Adam, definitely heck of a job this year, man. Kudos to you and the whole team and the family. Kick ass job. The Western Renegades are wrapped up for the 2022 season. Expect big things out of them guys in 2023. 
Absolutely. Our most favoriteest time of the year. It's, it was here. <laughs> the legendary 100. Cedar Lake Super Speedway. Four days of racing with the practice day. Oh, yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Man, we talk about practice. We, yeah, we practiced all right. <laughs> yeah, you you over-practiced. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing? Just button push rods through rockers and just... It was just unbelievable. I mean, I know it says light speed on the other on the one side of the car, but that doesn't mean that that's you know like this isn't Star Wars, man. Exactly. You yeah, I it. light sabers through my rockers, basically. <laughs> so no, luckily we went to practice because uh, that happened on the first lap, so got it all changed out, made it out back out to like eight fifty seven, last car on the track in the non wing, basically, and ran a couple laps, motor worked, put it back in the box, and we were ready for the three days. Absolutely, man. Three days of racing. For the UMSS wings and non-wings at the high banks of Cedar Lake Super Speedway Resort Spa Casino. And what was the last one that we came up with? Club. Dance club. club. Nightclub. Yeah. Yep. Nightclub. Because of what you and the Donnie use, you guys with your neon flashing speakers and playing whatever. All I do is win, win, win. Who sings that? I think it's T-Pain and like g Easy and... Gee, easy. I don't know, dude. Oh. Like, I, you know, I don't know who sings my favorite songs. No, you don't. I don't know why I was asking you. That was dumb <laughs> of me. Uh, night one. Night one, Thursday night. Let's go with the wings. The nightmare. Chase V. Brock picking up the win. Your teammate for the weekend, Brady Donahue. Second, old handsome Todd Hansen. We're just all of his fun little degenerates over here at yes, RTS. Coming home third, Pat Hakenen. Fourth and Mark Chevalier routing out the top five. Where the heck were you? I qualified 13th, started 13th in the feature, and wheeled her up to 10th. Oh, nice job. So track was super fast. I didn't do my best driving in that race. So it was uh it was a good learning experience for the first time in the 34 triple D car for DDR Donahue Design. So it was uh it was definitely different. So it was a lot of fun and I was just, I was excited for the de- next day as soon as that race was over just to get on to it. Hey, always remember this, Mike. Win or lose, we booze. Absolutely. Night one for the non-wings. Cam Schaefer picks up the win. Nick DeRocco. Can't get rid of this guy, man. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Coming home second. Mark Chevalier in a non-wing. Podium finish. Third place. Jay Kuba fourth. Ken Rowe. Brown in the top five. Night two, slight delay, a little bit of moisture. Yeah. Track was a little moist. Yes, it was. Slightly moist. Actually, let's just be honest, a lot of moist. Swamped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, racing slated to start at five, qualifying uh, next. Racing, I think the non-wings hit the track at 8.30. Yeah, it was, it was a, well, I mean, honestly, latest feature we probably ever started there all year. <laughs> probably. Good point. Very good point. Uh, let's start with the non-wings here. First of all, I want to give kudos to every single non-wing driver in that race that went into turn one and didn't yard sale the shit out of all y'all shit. Man, was it wet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Hats off to all you guys. Seriously. That track was not ready. No. It was not ready. It needed about a half hour. (laughs) And a lot more packing. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like, when it comes to safety... I don't I don't mess around with that, man. Like I don't like if you come over to Johnny's pit, I don't care if the cars hit the track for motor heat, 
I'm checking the lugs on the front tires. Right. Absolutely. That track was not safe. I'm sorry, Cedar Lake. That could have been really, really bad. Yeah, it was really wet for us. And luckily, like you said, you know, we I mean, I think we were all kind of prepared for it, too. So we went in there and a lot of guys pushed. A lot of guys lost a ton of spots mm-hmm. right on the start. I know when I hit the gas on the start, I bumped the guy right next to me out of the way. So uh, and for it to go caution free in 20 laps there on just a hammer down wide open track. I mean, Man. we were pitching the cars halfway down the straightaway to make the corner. So overall, though, it turned out to be a fast little racy track and. It was uh it definitely was fun. No, I mean I for you guys, I mean you're right, y'all had a blast out there. Yeah. But when I'm sitting there and I'm watching this stuff from my point of view, I was like, someone gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but uh, you know, like I said, I applaud everybody. I know the UMSS was trying to do whatever they could to ensure that that was not going to happen. Right. Uh so kudos to them. Obviously, Cedar Lake's on a timeline. They're at a time crunch. They've got business decisions to make. I get that. Yep. Just when it comes to driver safety, when we've got our drivers out there and y'all drive the most dangerous race car on dirt, I'm done writing. I agree. All right. Let's get to what matters. Night two non-wing winner, Brad Peterson. Old bad Brad there in the 93. Picking up his first win of the year. Yeah, surfing safari at her peg, man. Not a bad time to pick that up. Nope. The Joker, Chris Lewis in second. Ken Rome, third, rounding out the podium. My guy, Johnny Lure, top four, going out. Locked himself into the show. Going to start eighth on Saturday night. And uh, Cam Schaefer, hot to trot on Johnny's rear end. All race, coming home fifth. Yes, he was. No, it was a good race, man. There was some passing. There was, it was wild, man. There's a big crash right in front of me in turn two. Yep. I literally thought two cars were flipping. Everybody landed and we kept going. Green or yellow flag never came out. Nope. It was uh it was a wild one. A lot of fun. Nope. That was uh definitely a crazy, crazy way to start our Friday night at the legendary one hundred. Yeah, Chris Lewis was checked out. Brad ran him down. Chris ran out of tear offs, opened his visor up because he was out of tear offs and his glasses were covered in mud. It was Caked. pretty wild. Yep. If you guys haven't seen that, go over to either Chris Lewis's Facebook or Fat Boy Motorsports. They got pictures posted of that. It is gnarly. Yeah, he was checked out, and I think if that went to happen, he would have definitely picked up his first career win there at uh Cedar Lake. Absolutely, man. No, he's this close. Uh, him and Ken both came on. If come and race with us, and regardless whether it's been up north or out west, them guys found some serious speed and were lights out the last part of this year with racing with us. That is for sure. Yeah, definitely picked it up. And, and that's what they always say, man. You go race with the fast cars, it makes you better. And then when you go home, you're even faster. So they've definitely proved that and picked up their game for sure. Absolutely. Night two for the wings. Hired gun in the 2V for Chris Vogel Racing. Jack Berger sending it to victory lane. Jamie Oxton second. Yay, your teammate again gets another podium, man. Nice job, Brady. Coming home third. Casey Lang fourth. And guess who rounds up the top five? Oh, catfish Chris Mueller himself. Yeah, what's up? Top five in the 34 triple D. Let's go. So, no, it was a good run. Absolutely, man. Nice work. Nice work. I think you just were getting better and better every night. Yeah. There was uh, no qualifying, so it was kind of, you know, wherever you drew is where you ended up. And yep. We ended up t- starting 10th and ran it up to 5th, chugging the high side, you know, just banging the bead lo- beadlock bolts off the fence. So, no, it was uh, it was fun. I wasn't quite that high. <laughs> no. No. Let's go back to the tape. Right. <laughs> then it all came down after all the rain and everything had settled. 
eight more classes run on Friday night. We are set up for Saturday night's championship night, Legendary 100 at the High Banks of Cedar Lake Super Speedway Resort Spa Casino and Nightclub. Let's start with the wings. Let's do it. Actually, let'll start with the non-wings. Non-wings were the first class we were first. on the track. First class on the track. There you go. Nice job, Mike. Cam Schaefer is your traditional sprint car, Legendary 100 champion. Yeah, he did a heck of a job hustling that high side, throwing a slider on Brad there after the restart. He was uh, he was determined to win that race, and he outdrove. He drove that car. It was just phenomenal. Going back, watching the tape, he was on the gas, right on the lip. He did a great job. No, hats off to Cam. Like I said, like you said, he really wanted that one. I had a, I had a, I mean, you really had a front row view, but just watching him coming out of two, watching him through one and two. Yep. From where I was saying, you could tell. I mean, he's laser focused every time. But he did not make one mistake. No, and I think that was the first time his dad was there this year to watch him race. So it's pretty cool to see them guys back in victory lane like old times. Absolutely. You're defending champ from last year sitting across from me right now. Mike Mueller bringing it home second, man. Cam was on rails that night. I mean, you were hustling the bottom, working your way up there to that second place. But uh, Cam was lights out, man. Yeah, Cam was fast. Uh, when I got the third, I could I was running down Brad. So it was, it was cool. And I caught him, and I'm like, man, I just... If the yellow would have came out, I mean, I don't know if I would have beat Cam or not, but if I would have saw him, you never know. Oh, so. yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, but. Still a heck of a run, man. Nice work. Yeah, ninth to second. We'll take that all day. It yeah. was, uh, it, you know, one of the biggest races of the year, so it's always, it's always fun to pass that many cars, let alone the fast cars, and the track was super racy, and it, w- it was a blast. Absolutely, man. Uh, Friday night's winner, Brad Peterson, running off the podium in third. Jake Kuba, bringing it on fourth, and the Joker did not run out of tear-offs this time. No, he didn't. Rounding out your top five. For the wing portion of the Legendary 100, Chase V. Brock goes back to back to back. The trifecta. Three in a row at the Legendary 100. Pretty damn cool. Not met, not very many people have done that. And, and uh, he drove the wheels off that car, man. He did a good job. No, absolutely. Heck of a job to all the V. Brocks and Chase. Heck of a year for them guys. And uh, what a way to cap it off. Absolutely. Mark Chevalier, second place. Your teammate. Brady Donahue, another podium finish, man. Them uh, DDR cars were hooked up this weekend. Yeah, Brady was super fast. He did a great job all weekend, and he threw a tried to throw a slider there on Chase on the restart with the green white checkered, and yep. just came up a little bit short, and he checked up, you know, gave Chase the respect, and then the P one drove around him there at the end. No heck of a run for Brady all weekend, man. He can't. Uh, he has no reason to complain. Nope, a second, all. a third, and a third. It was a great weekend for him, dude. He did a great job. Absolutely, and then the uh, the. Second DDR car, old Mike Mueller. Yeah. Fourth place. Yeah. It was a good run out there, man. That 34 Triple D, both DDR cars were hooked up. And, man, it was uh, it was a blast and an honor to drive that car. No, oh, man, you look good out there. Both cars look good. If you guys have not had a chance, there are plenty of pictures of this, regardless of whether they came from Mike, Pat, Brady, Luke Schultz. It don't matter. You need to take a look at these cars. Uh, them guys want balls to the walls on the logos, the paint job, the stickers that were on them. Just go out there, check them out. Brady's logo for the weekend was Budweiser. Yep. Mike's was Miller High Life. Uh, the cars were beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. You need to go over there. You can check them out. And then uh, Tyler Rabenberg. I don't know. It's top five. Heck of a run there for your championship night of the legendary 100 at Cedar Lake Speedway. And that caps off the 2022 season for the UMSS. 
It's gone. It's unbelievable. Rained out seven weeks in a row. Yeah. Started up right in April, and now it's over. The 100 is done. I'm going to tell you what, folks. It was a year. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Mike, I know you had a lot of fun. It was a blast. You know, the legendary is kind of one of those weekends where you just, you know, you, you just take everything from all year and you just you just let loose. Yep. We ain't going to tell stories. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. No. But if anybody's friends with Mike on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it's on Mike's Snapchat. Don't get me wrong. I like to party with the best of them. Oh, yeah. So Thursday, Friday, I got me. Yep. Saturday night, I had had enough. <laughs> it was about two in the morning, and I'd seen, I could just envision it, of where this whole night was going to end up. And that's when I said to myself, no, your bamboo sheets are waiting for you at home. The bamboos. Your wife, your hot wife is waiting for you. The dog's missing you. Dude, I could go for a little puppy cuddles. Right. I'm getting the F out of here. Yes, you did. I wake up Sunday morning. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to get on here, do my DraftKings lines, get my fantasy football lineups. I've got so many Snapchats. And what I saw, I don't even know. I can't even talk about it. Like you guys took Cedar Lake and you burned it down. Well, I think it's mainly your fault because you did dump a pallet with about 400 pieces of Jenga wood right next to our bonfire. You said you wanted the wood. (laughs) (laughs) I put it there. I made it easy access. You didn't have to go from one spot to the other. You didn't have to go very far. Well, it was definitely easy access because it burned right up. It was a fire and a half. Maybe that's one of those times where we had that idea of starting up like a nightly show right to where you just just all the uncensored content could you imagine if we had these microphones hooked up to the speakers oh. Pat and brady had oh my god and just the the lights dude that was man what a night too much fun no legendary 100 always makes memories regardless if you're a sprint car driver a hornet driver a street stock driver a fan a, a anybody f- anybody it, it just I, I would tell you, man, the racing community is one big family, and the Legendary 100 is just one of them weekends, man. Man, it was a blast, and it was a little different this year with the um, sandbox not being open. So yeah, they had the that bar was, open. Yeah, you know, up there and on the on the back stretch, and uh, it was fun. It was different. It was fun. It was cool walking up there here and there, you know, and seeing a bunch of other people and whatnot. But their doors are not four wheeler friendly. They are not. <laughs> luckily, so. <laughs> No, super fun. Huge thanks to Cedar Lake Speedway for yeah. you know, keeping the tradition going. Legendary 100, I believe they broke the record count for cars. Like I'm not 327. sure. No, they said they broke it. They did. Yep. I think the, a couple years ago it was 314, so they said it was 327. ton of cars there, 10 different classes. Man, the shows were – all the racing was phenomenal. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Bull posted something on his Facebook. Between the Wissota 100, where they went Wednesday to Saturday. Yep. And then between Cedar Lake, which goes Thursday to Saturday, just between two tracks, almost, I think it was like 671 cars total. Damn. Between two tracks in one weekend. A lot of cars. I don't care what anybody says, man. I know tire prices and tire shortages and fuel prices were absurd this year. 
It's a drug, dude. It is, man. It's uh, it's the worst drug to have, and especially 100, because it's just tradition. It's always tradition to go there. Everybody comes from all the tracks they want to. Either they went to the Wasota 100 in Fergus Falls or the Cedar Lake Speedway in New Richmond, and it's always great to see go to that race and see all the people you haven't seen all year and catch up and have fun and have a Frosty with them. I agree, man. No, Legendary 100, it, uh, it never ceases to disappoint. No, it doesn't. Uh, end of the year, we got some champions. We do. We do. We do, we do, we do. We have some first snap champs. Yes, we do. UMSS champions, non-wing, by 15 points, unfortunately, over my guy Mike over here across the way from me. This close to going back to back. Pretty close. Jake Kuba. Yeah, big shout out to him. The guy did great. He uh, he picked it up at the end of the year. Consistency. Yeah, picked up a couple wins, two or three, I believe it was, down with the Mars series. And then ever since he did that, they had that, they had that six car on rails, so... He was fast, a lot of seconds, thirds at the end of the year. Did not pick up a win with the UMSS this year. That's something me and him talked about with the back row challenge. He's like, man, I got to get a win. I've gotten a win every year. Right. So um, he went winless. Same with me in the UMSS, I guess, you know, point-wise, point, point wise, races and whatnot. So it was, uh, it was a great battle, you know, all year, man. Me and Jake, we've always raced each other so clean. Um, his family's been around spring car racing forever. And yep. He did a great job, and he deserved it, and this was not on their schedule to come here. They were going to go out and run with the Wisconsin wing list this weekend. So he uh, changed his plans when he had the lead and came back to Cedar Lake and ended up fourth on Saturday night and clinched his first championship. So well-deserved for them guys. No, absolutely. I think uh, it was the Rickert uh, weekend where I think you and me were uh, going up to the backs or the pit side grandstands, and Jake was walking up there as well. And you had asked him if he was coming. He said he wasn't originally planning to. And uh, he said, well, now that I'm leading, I guess I have to. And I was just like, I might just have to double check my calculations really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so it was super cool that uh, the UMSS had asked us to uh, take care of the traditional points this year. Right. Uh, kind of a sponsorship deal. I have. You know, we had talked about it. Hopefully, maybe it's something that we get to do again next year. I didn't have a problem doing it. We came down with a pretty good system to get it figured out pretty quickly. Right. Um, so then if we do come back and do it next year, you know, hopefully we can kick something into it, you know, via RTS. Uh, you know, maybe we can still figure something out before the end of the year. Um, I'm sure all the trophies will be handed out at the kickoff party. So I mean, we got some time. We can figure something out. Absolutely. So, yes, definitely a big shout out to Jay Kuba, that championship. There's nothing better than being crowned a champion. Uh, rookie of the year in the non-wings, Tim Lynch, unfortunately did not make most of the rest of the year after a big, big wreck at Jackson Motorplex back in August, which he, uh, he walked away from was okay. A little bump, you know, a couple of bumps and bruises and whatnot, but nothing serious, big time wreck. Uh, up until that point, he had made every show Yep, and he was running up there at top seven in points there for a little while, just because he had made every show and everything racing to good. You know, getting experience under his belt and everything, but uh, unfortunately missed the you know those last four races with the UMSS. Uh, unfortunate circumstances, but uh, Tim Lynch will be your UMSS traditional sprint car rookie of the year. Congratulations, Tim. Moving on over to the wings side of things, your champion this year, Mark Chevalier in the P1. Yeah, Mark, uh, he did a great job all year. He started off the year super fast. Um, from what I remember, I've raced with you know raced with him all, all year in the wing class. He did he did a great job. Had a couple unfortunate incidents there, just with some motor problems and whatnot. And he, he got things figured out and uh, comes back down, going in second second points, going in last night and 
you know, he had a heck of a drive. I think he went 10th to second in the feature and picked up his first championship. So the uh, the whole P1 performance car, they did a great job. They were at all the races. They brought two cars some week. So he uh, he definitely deserved it. No, absolutely. Them guys, uh, they put a lot of work into it and everything. And uh, kind of know Mark uh, a little bit more over this season and whatnot. Yes. And, uh, you know, he does a lot for the sport and everything. Him and Carter over there, P1 Performance, uh, sponsor of the UMSS as well. Um, yes, very deserving of that. And uh, he will uh, a very worthy champion for the wing side of things with the UMSS. Uh, Rookie of the Year honors. Going to go to the youngster. He's been on the RTS podcast before. Moving over to the wing this year, Luke Nellis in the 74. Yeah, Luke had a great first year in the wing car after driving for Kirshner's last year making his debut at the 100 last year to come out and be leading the points going into the final night. Um, man, he had a chance, dude. Absolutely. He had a very good chance to win the championship, let alone be rookie of the year. So he improved throughout the year. He did a great job. Same car. I mean, he didn't wreck anything. They did uh, did a heck of a job gaining laps, you know, you know, writing that notebook, doing what he wants to do. And uh, he'll be a force to be reckoned with next year, I think, for sure. Might have some plans up his sleeves. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You so. never know. We might have to get him on here and see if he'll tip his tip his cap a little bit. Absolutely. No, they did a great job. Him, his brother, I think one of his friends from high school and his dad. So they're at the yeah. track every weekend. And, absolutely. You know, they uh, they earned it. No, they absolutely did. Uh, Luke was right there all season battling with Mark, like you said, and just came up a little bit short. But yep. rookie of the year, absolutely. Nice job, young man. Absolutely. Uh, one notable, one other, a track champion track champion with the northern renegades at grand rapids speedway jake barsness yeah jake picked up the win teammates with chris lewis i believe he picked up his first win this year so um pretty cool for him i mean it's always cool being a champion you know you get one of those bingo jackets get to wear that around so you don't fit in it anymore right hang it in your closet right carry it around so pretty cool to him and then also cam schaefer and nick Duranco tied for the point championship at cedar lake so i believe it was only a two race is the way it worked out for us. I think for the so. Dashes. so. I'd, I'd finish tied, 28th. Yeah, they each died with a first and a second. <laughs> I finished 28th. So, I just well, want to put that out there. <laughs> yep. Mark was on the point sheet, and he was very sad that Mark Chevalier yes. ran the 100 because it moved Mark back down to last. So. I finished 40th in the overall points. 40th. I mean, hey, man, you just, I don't know. You're not guaranteed a charter for next year. <laughs> I am not. I am not guaranteed a charter. Son of a bitch. So. <laughs> No, but, you know, notable deal. I mean, and like you said, anytime you can be a champion, right, the track champ, series champ or whatever, uh, you know, just with our series and how we do things, you know, it's just, it's pretty limited to getting those accolades. Right. So whenever you get them, you deserve the credit because clearly you work to get that. So hats yep. off to Jake. Nice job, man, up at Grand Rapids. Yep. Uh, and th- th- like I said, UMSS and Western Renegades, we're done. We got nothing left. Nothing. Put the cars back in the, put the cars back in storage. Yeah. It's over. See ya. Unless... Unless where Bemidji Speedway, what? Yeah, is that that chicken race? Uh, no, that is not the chicken stack nationals. No, no, this is the stampede weekend, two day event, northern renegades, all non wing, Saturday, Sunday. So, if you're itching to get just a little more racing, couple more, just two more, you can head up to Bemidji Speedway. I believe the Northern Renegades have a pre-register deal that's uh, together with Bemidji Speedway, so they can get all their pre-entries done. Okay. Uh, you can get pre-entered into that. It don't matter where you come from, Mars, UMSS, Western Renegades. Head on over to the Northern Renegades Sprint Car Series Facebook page. I believe all the inf- information is there. If you're itching for two more, 
The weather looks pretty decent for this weekend. I'm thinking it's like the 60s. Should we go? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm done. It's football season, buddy. I know. I'm excited for some football, some Sundays. When we talk, the only racing that I'm doing is to the beer fridge. (laughs) It's over. Right. Done. Yes. Uh, So, yes. If you're itching for two more, Bemidji Speedway this weekend. But by all means, go. If you want to go, go. No, I'm not going to hold you back. If it was Friday, Saturday, man, it, that would that would pique my interest a little bit more. But the Sunday thing, what, the Sunday driving, I think it's like five hours. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, so. you're pretty close to Canadia. Yeah, you should probably call Eric at yeah. that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we didn't have the jet and put in storage already, I know. You know, do just winterize fees. I mean, it's expensive. It's cheaper to get it in now. Oh than yeah, later. they give you, you a wait. Yeah, they give you the early bird special. Right, it's like Bob Evans. Exactly, you get the four ninety nine. Is that what it was this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. I don't know. Well, talk to financial department. I'll we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, talk, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get it figured out. Don't yeah. worry. It didn't cut into your budget. We're fine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Because half of nothing still nothing. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. No. Heck of a year. Uh, I think the plan uh, going down this, you know, coming up here in some future episodes is we'll get a hold of Jake. We'll get a hold of Mark. Uh, maybe try to get a hold of Luke. Uh, and Tim, see what them guys are up to, uh, see if they want to come on for a little bit uh, and just talk about their 2022 season, the championships, the rookie of the years, get some insight from them guys. So we'll, like we did last year with our Night of Champions episode, we're going to try to duplicate to get that duplicate that again, yep. whether it's next week or coming up. But the plan is we're going to get a hold of some drivers, a lot of sprint car drivers, but we're also going to venture out into the, the fender world, yep. uh, see if there's some guys that we can get a hold of that want to come on here and uh, talk to us about 2022, see what they're thinking about 2023. Uh, we got a lot of big things coming up here at RTS. This offseason is going to be good. Already talking with some sponsors to do some stuff this fall. Stay tuned. Find us on all the socials. That's where you can stay in tune with us. We're going to have a lot of announcements coming up. So, you don't want to announce the announcement. No. I mean, no. You can't announce the announcement to the announcement. Right. Which this was the announcement to the announcement, which there will be an announcement to that announcement and then the final announcement. Is that your final answer? That is my final final. Perfect. Because I would think down the road, everybody's got some decisions to make. You got some decisions to make. Mm-hmm. So there might be an announcement announcement coming up there with that. Maybe. I've made some decisions. Yep. That I have finalized and I already know what my plans are in 2023. Yes, you do. Going forth. Big things coming up, man. I'm excited. I am too, man. This season was probably the fastest season, oh, yeah. I believe, that we've gone through. And it seems like every year it gets faster. Like the older you get, the faster time goes. But this was definitely one of the best fucking summers I've ever had. Whoa, we don't get the sensor button, man. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Luke Schultz making those videos. Turned out badass. Luke Ooh. Schultz Media, check that out. Mm-hmm. And the songs he had in there were on point. And it definitely, you know, is full circle to it was a great summer. It was a blast. It went by so fast doing double duty in the Kirshner team race in 61 and the Glenn Erickson 63 car. So looking forward to 2023. It's crazy to even say that. I know, man. And then just uh, uh, I agree. It went by so quick. I got to say thank you to Johnny Luer for uh, letting me uh, continue crewing for him in 2022. Thanks to Amy for putting up with me as well. You know, Johnny's beautiful bride. Uh, David Holman, my partner in crime over there as well. He was kind of cutting back on the schedule this year. Um, you know what? It's still fun when we get to do that thing out there together, buddy. I appreciate you with the, for all the help you've given me. All right. 
2022 season's over. Remember, if you want two more nights of racing before you want to give up for the rest of the year, Bemidji Speedway, Northern Renegades, Saturday, Sunday, Bemidji Speedway. Go check it out. Pre-register. Go over to Northern Renegades Sprint Car Series Facebook page. That's on there. You can find that. Arrive and Drive, October 8th at Cedar Lake Speedway. Yeah, that'll be here before we know it. Yeah, no shit. Um, we also got the Mater Race at Menominee ooh. Thursday, and then the Punky kicks off Friday and Saturday. The Fall Jamboree is down at Deer Creek Speedway Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So still a lot of, a lot of racing left. The following weekend, Ashland for the Red Clay Classic. You got Ogilvy for the Fall Nationals. Topless Nationals. And then the Topless Nationals after that. Granite City's running. I think it's their Gold Cup, they call it. So still plenty of local racing around for the Wasoda Divisions and USMTS. So you can uh, get to the track. Otherwise, watch it on them streaming services. No, yeah. no, no. Go to the track. Yeah. Go to the track. Make it happen. Go to the track. Streaming services, last resort. That was the most track food I've had this weekend. And all of it. Cedar Lake is top-notch track food. Amazing. So... I'm not going to lie to you. You ate a lot of cheeseburgers. <laughs> I did. I ate a lot I of felt cheese- like every time I saw you walking by, you had a cheeseburger in your hand. When it's the last weekend of the year, you get as many as you possibly can. How many do you think you ate over the three days there? I plead the fifth. Per day? Shh. <laughs> quiet now. I have never at Cedar Lake had a green chili burrito. Did you have one? I had a bite. What'd you think? I don't see the hype. I don't see it. You can't can't judge it off one bite. It was a full bite. I got it all. Did you? Oh, yeah. I made Taylor. She she nibbles. Yep. So I let her nibble. (laughs) (laughs) Down to the core. Yep. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you know, you had all your fixings in there. Yeah, but you're not like a pepper guy. You're like a meat and potato burrito guy. Oh, yeah. Full of cheese. You know what I mean? This is green. I want Taco John's. But you don't like chili. And you don't like chili. right now. Everything about that is nothing you like. No. Chili. But I tried it. That's yep. the point. It is weird that you did that. I was sober. I was sober. Yep. Sober. Yep. Definitely was sober at that I moment. I had one each day because I'm like, this is the last chance. Unless I... you're there this next weekend for the motorcycle races. Mm, yeah. Forget about that. The flat trackers. Yep. That's, That's so going to be wild. Time, no. The bank trackers. Yeah. But didn't it? It was like they're bringing in like two trucks loads of hay bales yeah wrap around the track i heard jesus Might like have to swing out there saturday and check it out it's gonna be sweet i think i will be here at the house wearing my maroon gold rooting on the gophers against michigan state that's gonna be a game oh yeah 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 so that's what i'll be doing Perfect. so if you're out there snapchat me <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no uh it's the end of the year like for you you get as many green chili burritos I'm gonna not gonna lie. I had to have had more than a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, every time I saw you, you were walking by eating a cheeseburger. It was awesome. They're so good. They are good. So, like, I don't know if Cedar Lake changed up the recipe a little bit. They got a little more salt flavor to them. I don't know if that's coming off the griddle. Probably the griddle. Oh my god, delicious! What, what is your go-to fixings on your Cedar Lake cheeseburger? Ketchup. That's it? Yeah. No pickle? No. No onion? No. Oh, no jalapenos? No. no. Not even a little bit of mayo? I never thought of that. They have the mayo. I just go straight mayo, onion, pickles, and then extra pickles I'd, on the side. Dude. Fuck. And I saw a pro move this year, this weekend. With the cheeseburger. Weekend, with the cheeseburger, with the pickles on the side. The guy put the napkin down, put the pickles in there so the pickle juice don't get on the bun. You're eating a pickle bun cheeseburger. Okay, dude. That's... 
It was pro. I've never seen it. Never thought about it. That's taking it to the extreme. It is. I'm impressed. I was. But, like, I got to pick and choose my pickle battle. They got good pickles at Cedar Lake. Never had it. What? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Mike. Dude, good pickles there. I guess 2023, I'm just going to have to wait. Pickle burgers. <laughs> <laughs> just going to have to wait. Oh, killer. At least, now it gives me something to look forward to. Yes. But before that, we got to get through all of the world outlaws the rest of the season. This is like the funnest time of year. It is. Bonfires. Yes. Pit boss. Patio bars. What? Patio bars. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's combining words. <laughs> Solo stove. Yes. TV out in the garage. Oh, so much fun. <sighs> it's the best time of year. It is. You know, like how I always, I always give my wife grief about how she's always excited for fall. Like literally a leaf fell off the tree the other day. She's like, oh, my God, fall's here. Get the plaid button up. And I'm like, that blew off because of the wind. <laughs> I saw the pumpkin on the front step. I know. <laughs> Already decorating for fall. It's rid- Did you see the thing covering the thermostat? No, I didn't. Take a look when we're done here. All right. It's out of control. <laughs> I got pretty sure she went to Caribou the other day, tried to order like a pumpkin spice latte, and they were just like, ma'am, it's still September. I know. Here I am drinking Oktoberfest, lining Kugels. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I said it earlier, but now that it's fall season... They taste good. I can't live in these conditions anymore. All right, we're done. This thing derailed. You know how we're sitting here like, oh, we're going to make it a quick episode. Make it easy for Mark to edit. Yep. Part two, almost an hour long. Way to go, Mike. Blockbuster and Halloween. Yeah. Way too freaking All right, well, let's shut her down. I tried doing that a while ago, and then you wanted to go on a rant and a tangent about Cedar Lake cheeseburgers and how many I devoured and (laughs) how much I donated to the Cedar Lake tip jar. God, it was good. I'm not even going to go there because this will turn into another 15 minute t- rant. I just can't do it. We'll save it for another. We should just do an episode as dedicated to Cedar Lake food. Let's do it. More ideas spinning through my head. Remember what Johnny Lewis said about RTS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And All right. Let's I- shut this down like the almost season is just about shut down. It is shut down. What are we going to award points at the arriving drive? No. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get that out of here. RTS presented by GT Transport LLC. We can't thank them guys enough. Who else you got, Mike? We also have qualityfreightrate.com. TCB Speed North. Sky King Designs. JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. Mueller Jewelers. Racing Insiders. Lightspeed Equipment. Taylor Jolin Photography. DK Designs. And proud studio sponsor for today's episode, Pretty Polish Junkie. Also, Fast Factory Foundation. Big shout out to Shane. I brought my car over there Wednesday before practice. He helped me out with Weld on some new shock mounts. So, big thanks to him with the uh, Fast Factory. Yeah, absolutely. And they also have got a big raffle going on right now. Head on over to the Fast Factory or the Fast Factory Foundation on Facebook. They got $10 or they got different set of uh, $10 for a ticket. I believe it's 20 bucks for five and then 100 bucks for. 20 tickets, I think it is. I can't remember. Don't quote me. I don't remember. You buy a raffle ticket. If you saw Shane Vibrega at Cedar Lake Speedway Saturday night running around in a uh, pit lizard. Yeah, let's call that. (laughs) That's very rude of you to say. That's That's what he calls them. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) But if we're going into like urban dictionary race terms, it's not good. Everybody likes a good pit lizard. You have a chance to win that song, bitch. Yeah, you do. So head on over there. We're also going to share it on the RTS page. I forgot to do that yesterday because I was wrapped up in the Vikings getting their ass whooped by the Eagles. 
Um, I got to get that shared. So if you're looking for this, head on over to the Reaction Time Sports page on Facebook. You can also go to Fast Factory or the Fast Factory Foundation on Facebook. Find that post that Shane has put out. Get a hold. Look, just read it. Buy your raffle tickets. It's all going to a great cause. We'll have more information on that. Get in there and buy them raffle tickets, and you can be at Cedar Lake Speedway next year riding around on a number 50 pit lizard. Yeah, super cool. Things awesome. I did get a chance to drive it. It is fast and fun. So that would uh, that would definitely be something that's going to be in the cards next year for Knoxville, hopefully. RTS Pit Lizard. Yes. Yes. Talking about the social media pages, you can head on over, search Reaction Time Sports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. I don't know why we don't have a Snapchat, because you'd be the king of it. I would. I would rock an RTS Snapchat. <sighs> we'll get that figured out. I'll put that on my list of things to do. This is episode 78. You want to go back and listen to the other 77 episodes and make your ears bleed, whether it's been me, Mike, or me, Mike, Mark, Mike, me, Mark, or Joey and Andrew. It don't matter. You can go back and listen to all of them. We appreciate you guys. Find them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Like, subscribe, beat those buttons. Everything you do helps us. We really appreciate it. No, we do, guys. We got plenty of shirts that we still got to sell. If you ordered something from us and I wasn't able to get you to the track this weekend, let me know. I can ship it. I can deliver it. I like to meet up for beers and play pull tabs, so that's a good way to deliver things. Me and Nick have already got that squared away. Mike, you're not involved with this, but I'll fill you in on the details. Perfect. There you go. And, yeah, if you want to order something, get a hold of us on our pages. Get a hold of Mike, me, Taylor, you name it. You you got it. We'll get you hooked up. Pre-orders for hoodies. We can get any color, any size, just not youth. They'll grow into it. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's get the heck out of here. Episode 78 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. We're getting the hell out of here. See ya. See ya.